0: Okay, today we're going to be looking at the Enlightenment, uh, but before we get into the lecture, let's look at some of the big ideas that we are going to be um, discussing today. Uh, The first one is going to be explain how science led to the Enlightenment. The second is explain the effects uh, Enlightenment philosophers had on government and society. And the final one, which applies not only to this uh, short lesson, but also the unit, identify the causes and consequences of major political revolutions. So knowing that, let's move on. Before we can talk about the Enlightenment, we actually have to kind of jump back in time and look at the Scientific Revolution, which was uh, going on in Europe uh, between the 15 and 1600s. Uh, and during it, we had guys like Isaac Newton... Uh, who were coming up with a lot of great ideas. Uh, And not that they were inventing anything, but more so discovering things, things like gravity. Uh, And as we've looked at before, uh, these guys used what was known as natural law. It's the idea that nature around us has laws that govern our daily life. Um, not laws in the sense of we think of them, but laws in the sense of it is a fact and it is set in stone. Gravity is one of those things. And the way they figured this out is simple human reason. They used their brains. Um, now, obviously a little bit more than that, uh, using mathematics and other things, but it all stems from the fact that it came from the human mind using reason. And so what we're going to see with the Enlightenment is that people figured out that they could use reason to discover uh, and answer problems in science. So why couldn't we use human reason to answer problems related to social, economic, and political life? And what we are going to see is that is exactly what's going to happen and it will lead to what we call the enlightenment. first two people we have to look at um, were these two guys, Thomas Hobbes and John Locke, both of which were English thinkers. And these guys were around uh, during the 17th century and most notably lived through the English Civil War, which heavily influenced their ideas on human nature and the role of government. Uh, and we're going to look at these two individually and what we'll see is uh, vast differences in their belief on those two issues. The first one, Thomas Hobbes. Thomas Hobbes, you can call him a pessimist, uh, in his mind he's probably more of a realist though. Uh, his uh, He's going to publish a book called Leviathan and in this book he is going to kind of lead people to believe or, you know, state that he believes people are naturally cruel, greedy, and selfish. Like I said, not the brightest of characters. Um, And when him and John Locke talk about people and the role of government, they refer to it um, uh, in a situation, and this situation is called the state of nature. Essentially meaning, when they talk about how people act, they talk about it as if there was no government, no law, or other controls on people. So if we look at that and say, okay, what would people act like in a society with no laws or government? What would it be? And Thomas Hobbes is going to have an opinion on that. John Locke will have an opinion on it, and you'll see they will differ. Thomas Hobbes believed that in a state of nature without laws or government, Life would be, as he states, solitary, poor, nasty, brutish, and short. Um, Not the most glowing review of people. Um, And so, to solve this problem, to solve this problem of people fighting each other and endless war and stealing and overall short lives because of this, Uh, Thomas Hobbes proposes the idea, or believes in the idea of what we call a social contract. And essentially what a social contract is, is people in a society give up some of their freedoms in order to have an organized society. Essentially, they give up their freedom to form a government to run society. And Thomas Hobbes believes that the perfect form, or the preferred form of government, is what we would call an absolute monarchy. A monarch, like a king, a queen, is in control, and they have absolute power, total power. So, knowing that, let's look at the other guy, John Locke. Now, Locke is just a little different than Thomas Hobbes. Um, Locke believes in the idea of natural rights and that these natural rights that we have come from birth. Essentially, being born guarantees you certain rights. And the rights he most uh, talks about is the right to life, liberty, and property, which may sound familiar to you. So John Locke views government uh, and its role as being one simple thing, to protect our natural rights. That's it. The government should protect your life, your liberty, and property. And so this is going to lead the way to the, what we would call a limited government. He doesn't believe it should take care of people or organize society or run society, which is vastly different than Thomas Hobbes. He also has a very radical idea. And this idea is that government is responsible to the people, its citizens. And if government violates the people's natural rights, it is the right of the people to overthrow the government, to get rid of that government. I mean, think about it this way. If the government's sole role is to protect natural rights, and it's not doing that shouldn't it be the right of the people to get rid of that government and this is going to be what is known as the right of revolution Um, and what we are going to see is that Thomas uh, John Locke's view of limited government is going to influence some major political thinkers across Europe and across the Americas some people by the name of Ben Franklin Thomas Jefferson, and James Madison. And so this is a very, very brief, basic overview of the Enlightenment. Uh, And before we go, let's look back at the big ideas we talked about or you should understand now. The first, explain how science led to the Enlightenment. The second, explain the effects Enlightenment philosophers had on government and society. And finally, let's keep the Enlightenment uh, in our thoughts when we try to identify the causes and consequences of major political revolutions during this unit.